And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Stay here amidst the Inspired by issues of the heart, the human condition, and occasionally characters from her favorite TV shows, Ciel is a songwriter and vocalist whose talent spans from electronic production to stripped-down acoustic vibes. Conveying genuine emotions through storytelling in her songs is her highest aim, with hopes of reaching her audience on a deeper level. You had me at Stay Here Amidst the Vibrant Memories of Our Youth. Ciel, your song, Daydream has over 4.8 million streams and there's a reason. The lyrics invite you to go back to your youth, to the comfort that you had or wished you had had. Please share the story behind your song, Daydream. Uh, yeah, I thanks first off for having me on here to talk about this. Um, I wrote this song uh, probably 10 years ago, so it's it, I was around 22 at the time, and uh, I think it's it was during kind of that transition between your youth or childhood and becoming an adult, and um, I was trying to, I guess, come to terms with that in a way. Like, I just really was still felt so much like a child, but then also was experiencing, you know, adult life and things that were happening, and but still really wanting to stay connected with that or kind of that yearning feeling for your childhood like the innocence that it has and the way that you don't really realize in the moment that they're the lack of responsibility ultimately as a child you know like there's a freedom in being a child or there should be um and so there was kind of this I guess it was playing with the feeling of nostalgia like I wanted the song to feel like nostalgia, like that you just kind of were like transported back to that feeling of being carefree and being a child. Um, but I think there's also a little bit of melancholy in it because I, I, I had a great childhood, but then I also had a difficult childhood. And so there, it's kind of the, the complicated feelings of who we are in our youth and uh, the things that we went through. and. Um, but then still yearning for it at the same time. But then there's also a freedom in growing up. So I think that I was just trying to communicate as best I could those feelings. Um, mm -hmm. I guess really it comes down to like, I think the yearning is really what comes through musically, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I agree with your opinion. Okay. I think <laughs> you did a very good job at doing exactly what you just articulated. Uh, you know, so, so some have a talent for writing verses and others have a talent for performing vocals you have an incredible talent for doing both so my question for you now is when it comes to songwriting and singing what was your first love and why i would have to say singing was came first um i grew up in a pretty musical household and we always had music playing my family was always singing together. It was just sort of like something that we did to pass the time. And 
Um, from a really young age, I would like mimic the music that we were listening to and uh, learn to harmonize with whatever was playing. And so that started super young. Like I would probably when I was like three or four, I remember standing in the living room and making my family listen to me sing this like Celtic Canadian song by the Rankin family anyway but it was like in Gaelic and I didn't know how to sing Gaelic but you're like imitating the sounds and I was just like this is me this is I am a singer um so anyway so singing started really young and then I think by the time I was around 10 or 11 I started writing for the first time um and a few of my like early attempts, they were like really embarrassing. I mean, every, I'm sure anybody who's trying to write about love at 11 years old, it's like, it's going to be embarrassing, you know? Um, but I really found a love of writing and uh, started writing more poetry kind of stuff and found that um, the combination of kind of poetry and music, which then gets you songwriting, uh, was a really important outlet for me even if no one was hearing those songs I've written hundreds of songs so it's it's ironic in a way that there's maybe 10 on my Spotify ever but I have written so much and a lot of that is just because it's uh, was an outlet a way for me to kind of work through whatever it was I was going through or ways that I wasn't feeling understood in life or whatever it was so um, definitely singing came first but the writing came shortly after and I've been doing both ever since. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, I would, I would give so much to hear you singing your, your Celtic, uh, Canadian, <laughs> your Gaelic. I, I, I would love to hear that. I wish um, there was a video, but just, uh, it just lives in my memory. <laughs> For better, uh, or for worse. <laughs> for better, or for worse. Sometimes these are the, the way. Sometimes this is the way of it. Yeah. Um, you know. So diving into your song "Daydream" specifically, there is a line that goes between the lines. We find the words we wanted them to use to melt the bite of the frost, and to me, it really speaks to to your point: a longing, right? A yearning, a longing for comfort that perhaps was not given when needed, but wanted in recognition of something that was an uncomfortable moment, an uncomfortable reality. So I need to know, am I reading just way too deep into this or is there a personal story to go with this? <laughs> yeah, you're not, you nailed it. That's exactly what that line is referring to. And I actually wasn't sure, I, it's actually so nice to hear you recognize that or like art, articulate in your own words what that means to you because, uh, I think the lyrics are of, of Daydream are fairly, they're specific, but also abstract. And so uh, I was never sure if people were really going to get what I was saying or if I was just kind of being like a little too wordy and whatever it was. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what that line means. I, uh, I think in my life, whether it was, um, yeah, people close to me or even, I mean, it could have been more in like a family context or even um, as a teenager, sometimes friendships or even like somebody that I liked or I like real or even relationships as I was in my like early 20s. Um, at the time, I would have still been like writing from that perspective. And I, especially at that time, had really, I had a need for I guess not validation so much, but was really like searching for um, just truly being seen by people, being comforted, being known that like told that I was valued or enough. Um, and 
you know, sometimes I guess the the line um, I had to pull up the lyrics on Google because I was like, what, what are the lyrics of this song? It's been so long. Um, uh, but yeah, like to melt the bite of the frost, I I think, you know, when you think of, I mean, it's it's kind of basic. There's like the seasons, there's warmth in summer and blah, blah, blah. And then when things are like difficult, people tend to use the analogy of like winter. I also grew up in the Northwest Territory. So I grew up in a very like cold environment and um there was during that time some also difficulties then and so needing specifically in those moments to have someone you know step up for me or um, tell me that things were going to be okay or you know that's definitely yeah uh, that's definitely what that that line (laughs) I mean it could get super specific but really Mm. it's for anybody as they want to interpret it, but exactly what you said is like exactly what it means. It's like that that yearning again for, yeah, the comfort, the recognition, the support, um, the warmth. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the warmth of. I think that's maybe also the the parallel in that in that line where it's like the cold and the frost of like feeling so lonely and mm-hmm. alone in all of it. But you really just like want the warmth and comfort to like melt all of that away for you and then people don't necessarily aren't necessarily capable of being that for you you know Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. like coming to terms with that right and so melting like get so to say to get through that and get past that and Mm -hmm. um you know so in daydream you you paint such vivid moments in those verses that are so adaptable to so many um and you provide these personal reference points that so many could very easily claim as as their own um you know so instantly we feel that we are with you in each line and every word of that song so question now is as a songwriter how important is it for you to connect with your audience on that level i think very important um I mean, I write for me, but I think in songwriting, there's also a level of writing for your audience as well, or making something um, reasonably, sorry, reasonably relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though I wrote it for myself and I wasn't necessarily thinking about who was going to hear it, because honestly, I had no idea that it would be streamed like 5 million times. That's kind of insane to me still. But I, uh, yeah, there's always a hope that there's something in it that other people can relate to. And some mm. people listen to music and they connect immediately with lyrics and other people listen to music and they actually don't really hear lyrics. They just connect to the musical feeling mm-hmm. that's happening. And so I think um, with Daydream, I, I really wanted to be able to do both. And I, mm-hmm. I think that I was able to kind of achieve both um Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always happen you know but there was something about daydream that just happened really organically like I remember where I was when I wrote it I was it was the first time like living alone and I was on the my carpet in my living room and I had this like loose leaf piece of paper and my friend Jesse Owens wrote the guitar riff for that song and he um had just sent it to me he was like hey I just made this thing if you want to write on it um you know it's yours whatever and then in a moment I just wrote it and I think I wrote it in 20 minutes like it just kind of came out of me and um 
I think sometimes that I mean some art takes time and you know you labor over it and then some things mm-hmm. just kind of happen really quickly and organically in the moment and mm-hmm. uh, the song was definitely one of those and so sometimes I look at the lines and I'm like I wrote that, <laughs> did that come, how did that come out of me so quickly but you know I it was just mm-hmm. yeah it just happened so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well it's um yeah I mean you know how I feel about the song <laughs> on my favorite list <laughs> um you know, so so here's the thing of it. I found you with Daydream, but continued to fall in love with ghosts. So I would love for you to please share the story that's behind this song. And specifically, I really need to hear what's behind the lyrics. I've been dancing alone all this time. Give it up. Because that... Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, thanks for loving that song too. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> um, I think it's such a weird thing as a, like a singer is like, I, at least for me personally, I don't necessarily hear people telling me that they're listening to my music very mm-hmm. often. Like I think people are listening to your music a lot more than you necessarily hear about it or people tell you that they like something. And so mm-hmm. um, it's just really nice that you actually listen to it and you really took in the lyrics it really means a lot to me. So thank you for that. Yeah, Ghosts was um, my attempt at getting past a string of uh, fairly negative or like toxic relationships. And in my like first half of my early 20s and I guess my late teens, I, uh, yeah, I was in a, in a series of relationships that were um, unhealthy, some of them manipulative. Um, and I kept on kind of, uh, repeating the same pattern over and over again. And by the time I got to writing Ghosts, there was the relationship that had just ended in that moment um, or in around that time. Uh, I really loved the person and I, and, uh, but it just, we just couldn't make it work. It just, we just weren't right together. And, yeah. but it didn't stop us from still loving each other. And so I think the difference in that relationship was that um, all the other ones, it's so much easier to hate somebody when they're awful to you. Mm-hmm. But when you actually still really care about somebody and have to choose to let it go, that's just like really painful. And so I was like desperate to just like, I need to let this go. I can't let these like lingering uh, people and their energies and stuff just like stay with me, you know, mm-hmm. like the move forward if I'm going to find something that's going to work for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, almost my like plea with the universe that like okay I'm making this song I'm writing this this is me letting go this is me moving on and forward and um so that's kind of where like give up the ghost comes from like just give them up they're just figments that were but they're not currently with you in real time you know right Uh, they happened but those have those relationships have died now and you can move on you know right um so and I really wrote that song for me like that that one was like really for me I was like desperate I just was so desperate to like yeah be able to move forward and um that line though um I've been dancing alone all this time give it up I think I was trying to get at I had been in in all these relationships and also came to realize that I was just alone in it all. 
Like I never, I didn't ever feel like, um, or that my like efforts were like kind of futile. Like I was trying to save people or thought they would save me or like all these things. And in a relationship, it's supposed to be a partnership. You're supposed to be, you know, working through things together and right. you know, healthy dynamics and blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> but at the time, I, I think as all of those, it kind of like came crashing on me that all of that was just not wasted time. I learned a lot from it, but I, I just realized that like, oh, I was actually just so alone in those relationships. I wasn't supported. I wasn't, um, mm -hmm. there wasn't like a equal partnership and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so I think it was just kind of like, uh, I've been dancing alone all this time. There was no one else with me. It wasn't mm. a partner dance. It was just a solo dance. And right. Uh, with rose-colored glasses where I was like, oh, that person was so great or that relationship could have been so amazing or blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then it's just kind of like, no, just like let it go. Give it up. Mm -hmm. We're all alone in that. And mm -hmm. that's probably not going to change if you tried it again with this person. So just right. forward, you know. Right, right. So I think well, that's you know, what that line meant to me. It's, it's such an incredibly, again, it's just like the simplest of words, the specific arrangement and uh, the music to support it just makes such a huge impact. And, um, you know, so, so here's the thing that the fact of it is you are not a one or two or three or five hit wonder. You are a phenomenal artist with such an incredible talent on so many levels. So my question is what is in the works for you right now? What's next? What's going mm -hmm. on? <laughs> Thank you, first off. <laughs> I hope I'm not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> of course you're not, for heaven's sake. Uh, I, yeah, I'm in an interesting space right now because when the pandemic hit, I um, had to really pivot what I was doing. The music industry took a really big hit, and I know that affected a lot of people with, um, you know, shows and just generally, like, what we were able to do with music during that time and I'm also a visual artist and that's like a huge part of what I do and um, there was weirdly a ton of opportunities with murals and public art during the pandemic and so I ended up taking a huge pivot uh, and really the last two years was focusing mostly on um, on my art stuff and I did a little bit of music here and there like collaborated with other people um, wrote a song for um, RuneScape, like the video game RuneScape, which was kind of random, but really fun. Nice. And um, anyway, so, but now that things are starting to like come back to life, ultimately, um, I definitely am focusing on making more music and um, I hate being like, oh, I'm making an album or blah, blah, blah. And then just like, nobody ever sees it for like a billion years. But uh, <laughs> I definitely have been looking at my like existing catalog and thinking like I've put out one EP and a number of singles but not an album or not even like a new EP in a long time and uh I think I finally I had a little bit of like a breakup with music and then I've like finally come back to a point where I'm like okay I think I found my joy again in it mm. and uh I am ready to start yeah keep I'm working on some stuff right now to kind of you know, hopefully be able to put that out by the end of the year or early next year and um, just kind of share my voice again because mm -hmm. I think sometimes it can be difficult as a creative person when you're uh, commodifying or like monetizing your 
art, uh, which is also a form of self-expression exp mm -hmm. and the industry can be very difficult. And so yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I definitely got a bit burnt out by that. And so I took a bit of a pause and the pandemic sort of like assisted in that pause, even mm -hmm. though actually for the pandemic, I was like in LA and doing writing sessions and like trying that scene out. And so it was like a very weird whiplash thing where I was like, I'm doing the like thing or like trying to do the thing seeing what this feels like and then all of a sudden just being like oh no now you just gotta stop all like a hundred percent and so right. now I'm just trying to like yeah find my footing again but mm -hmm. I'm feeling encouraged and uh definitely have some things working awesome in, yeah in the works <laughs> awesome awesome well that is good to hear because we need you we need your voice <laughs> and yeah for so many reasons uh, you know, so so let's let's talk about the industry for a moment, right? So the music industry—it's not an easy one, and seldom in life anything that's worth fighting for is. So all that said, for those in the fight to be heard, to be seen, what advice? What advice would you offer? What advice do you have? It's a hard question, honestly. Um, I think success can look like a lot of different things and so it can be really easy to get sort of um, pigeonholed or like narrow-minded in terms of thinking like oh I've got to be the next Ariana Grande or Billie Eilish or whatever whoever the big you know pop star of the moment is and um, and that's amazing if you're able to do that and that's what you want to do but for most people, that's not the reality. But there's a ton of middle ground in there of like a lot of musicians who are being successful, making a living, doing the things, whether it's um, being session musicians, being songwriters who might be like behind the scenes versus like an upfront, and maybe they have a personal project, but really they're making it as a songwriter um, or, or they're doing their own personal project and it's doing well enough for them, but you know, maybe you're not on like a crazy global scale or whatever, mm -hmm. but you just have to kind of think about like, what do you actually want to be doing and what actually aligns with, you know, your own core needs and purpose and drive. Mm -hmm. And um, if it's the big thing, go for it. If it's kind of the middle ground thing, like that's just as valuable. Like yeah. there's so many people in the whole spectrum that are doing it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and making it work for them. And so I think it's easy to get discouraged. I still get discouraged, but there's also a beauty in the journey and um, just getting wherever it is that you get and trying, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm -hmm. and trying your best. And it's not easy. I think a lot of times especially nowadays people think like oh I'm I'm good at this I should be getting my props or whatever mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like yeah you might be amazing there's so many amazing people out there but you have to work really hard and not everybody's willing to work as hard as they need to to get mm -hmm. to where they maybe could um so like you know work hard put in the work the time um but also uh stay focused on the joy of it like what about music or whatever it is that you're doing was brings you joy like or was the reason that you decided to get into the field in the first place because all the other stuff is superficial and it will burn you out and as long as you can like find that thread that connects you to what it really is about you know like that real connection point then um and you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's wonderful advice. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time today to share your story, share story of these beautiful, incredible songs, and just to help all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's been so lovely having this conversation. And um, yeah, just thank you so much for listening to the songs. That's really what it's about. So thank you <laughs> for writing them. Write yeah. more of them. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I will. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine. Find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.